The revolution will not be televised. Hello, Baltimore. It's that time again, and I am your host today. This is Faces Going Places. Do we have a show for you today? I tell you what, pull up a chair, get the cat ready, throw the dog out, and get ready for a powerful, powerful show. This is going to be a collective show because I've got two people that are already giants in what they do, and we're going to share as usual with the community, with you, all of our friends out there, uh, things that will help you be successful and things that are going on today, bringing everybody up to date. My co-host is somewhere out there on the road. I think he's trying to swim up to Baltimore, but Hot Sauce is out there, and I'm sure we'll hear from him before the day is over. He had to go down and take care of his mom and, and clean up the house and the yard and everything. So he's out there. But he's making his way to Baltimore, and I'm sure you'll be hearing from him soon. And we have two special guests, very good people today, that are going to share some information with you about who they are, what they do, how they do it. So going into 2021, we will not be denied. Uh, we're not going to have to ask for a lane. We're going to make a lane. And remember... The objective of Faces Going Places is to inform you and help those persons out there who don't know about professional fundraising, how they can do fundraising for their organization, and how we can change the culture that we We can change that culture, you know. And this is a perfect time to do it. You know, you got a changing of the guard. I guess it's a change because I think they got somebody over there, Trump the Grump or somebody like that, who is, as we know, is S.I., and if this is your first time listening to us, you know that that means super idiot. <laughs> he is that. Uh, yeah, buddy. Yo, this is for you. Uh-huh. So now that we're there and it was the happiest day of, I guess, 80% of Americans had the happiest day of their life not too long ago. And the stock market that the president is taking credit for, they were happy. Like, And that happiness, he probably didn't get the message. It shot that high up, not because he did a good job, but it shot that high up because a good job is coming. Now, he did not realize that. Of course, that's about the way he was running the White House. Anyway, so we have a new president-elect, and we have a president defect. So we're going to take the one that is going to be doing the best job. But right now, I want to get into a discussion with a young lady I've known for a long, long time. Makes me think I'm getting old, but she's getting younger because she looks better and better every time she comes in the studio. Well, thank you. And this young lady is a trailblazer. She has been around. She is a bear. <laughs> she is a bear. And I'll tell you what, she is a hard worker. I've known her for a long, 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 long time. In fact, we were trained by the same person. So I know she's good people. And I'm going to let her start. She, uh, for Morgan, she's done Morgan Memories. She's really, really good in the media circle. And she's worked with the best of them and is always out there looking for helping people. And I think I've got a surprise for her today. I didn't know it when we set her up for the show. But I found out some information I'm not going to share yet that falls right in line with what she does. You know, she did a book. She did a book. And she interviewed all men. This is not a lady. A lady will learn from the book, but to the men, it's been the best little book I have ever read because she actually interviewed men and actually put down what we think, how we think, and why we think it. If you haven't had a copy of that book, because it's still kind of fresh out there, mm -hmm. but it's a good book for everybody to read. I encourage everyone Husbands, wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever you've got out there, listen to this lady. She's got a lot of good uh, knowledge, and uh, we want to share this day with her. Miss Lolita Kelson. Thank you. What an introduction. Thank you, Dr. Butler. Hey, you deserve every bit of it, Queen. Thank you. you. Thank you so much. And the name of the book is It's Not Personal, It's Penis. Whoa! Did Real, you hear that? Real Men Feel. And you're absolutely right. I interviewed over 250 men, different races, ages 21 to 70-ish, and they shared with me what they want women to know about being in relationships. 
Absolutely. You know, it, and I know that book is available. And uh, also, it was a play <clears throat> by one of the top uh, black producers actually in the country, uh, Bear Jackson, who played the father of uh, Precious in the movie Precious. Mm -hmm, exactly. Yep. And he's been known for a lot of things. And I know he and uh, uh, you got together. And uh, what's the young lady? Sherry Craigway. Craigway, mm -hmm. right. And put it together, and folks, it was one of the best plays. I mean, just the, the skit that they put together out at Morgan. Uh, people were coming in. 400 people. Yes, yes, Came yes. out to see he was gone before he left. Hey. And that's one of the chapters in the book. And it was powerful. Tell, tell me, because uh, we got so much stuff that you are doing that I want to get to most of it. But uh, let the folks know, what made you write that book? Well, that's a really good question. A lot of people ask me that, Dr. Butler. And the reason why the book was written is because I read Steve Harvey's book, Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man. And then I talked with some of my male friends, and they said, that is not the real deal. That's Steve Harvey's <laughs> right, take. Right, right, And they weren't um, in cahoots with that. Mm -hmm. So then I set out to talk to real men to see how they felt about relationships and what they wanted women to know. And they shared with me things that women have done and said to them that have hurt them, things that women do and say to them that that they love. Mm -hmm. um, and, and one... one um, one chapter in the book especially stands out is, he means what he says, what do you hear? Absolutely. Communication. Absolutely. And with men, and you know, that book is so powerful, I don't know if people realize it, but the things that you bring out in the book are things that men think universal, not just exactly. in America. You can go to a man, say, in France or in Switzerland mm -hmm. or in Belgium, and that man can tell you, we don't share this with our lady friends, our queens, and that's because society has uh, cut into our relationship that we used to have with our queens. Right. And you know what? This is not a dig against women. I'll repeat that. This is not a dig against women. But and sometimes, Dr. Butler, women need to listen. I agree. Well, see, I, the, what the takeaway I got from the book is that it should be a book for women to understand their men better. Exactly. And because I know when I read it, and I think back, say, in my youth, my childhood and things like that, the things that we did, if, if you had a brother and a sister in the same family, you could understand that book. Exactly, because, okay, let's, let's draw this scenario. If you grow up with a mother and a father and, let's say, four or five sisters, you learn about girl, girl power, you learn how the female brain works, mm -hmm. and you see your daddy as a daddy. You only have one daddy. Mm -hmm. Only one daddy, right? That's right. So when you are outside of that relationship and that nuclear family and you have a boyfriend and you get married, you don't understand that male behavior is different than female totally, behavior. Totally different. Totally different. That the male brain functions differently than the female brain. I'll give you a really good example. If I call one of my best girlfriends and I'm hurt about something mm -hmm. and I tell her, you know, I can't believe he did this or I, I can't believe this happened to me, I can call her with the same story 10 times and she will listen because she knows Lolita hasn't gotten over this. Lolita needs an ear. I don't care if I have to listen to it 25 times until she gets through it. <laughs> okay, now I'll call one of my best guy friends. Yep. I'll tell him, and he's sympathetic the first time. Yep. Okay, all right, you know, I understand. I call him the second time. Are we revisiting this again? I thought you were over this. That's right. And it's not that he doesn't care. It's that his brain feels as though... We've discussed it's this. It's, it's process. Over. It's, over. it's over. Move on. Yeah, let's go. And see, you think, women may think he doesn't care. Right. That's not it. It's that he processes it differently. He cares, but he wants to move on. Yeah, and another thing, there's, there's some common things that every uh, female out there and male will agree with. One of the things, there's so many different things in the book I could point to, but I'm going to point to something that's familiar with everybody. Um, looks like we got a caller, and I want to take this call, and then I'll be right back to this little explanation that we have. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Faces going places. Talk to us. 
Hi, Doctor Butler. Good afternoon to you and there my guests. All of our, all your guests and and everybody out there in the world. Good morning. I mean, good afternoon to you all. Good afternoon. Not too long. And who is this <laughs> caller? Sounds like Pauline, the Jamaican queen. Is this yes, Pauline? Yes, that's important. I'm talking to you right now. Okay, Pauline. Pauline is from Jamaica, and I thank you for calling in, Pauline. And you have you and your sister, you guys got a, a unique kind of history out there. Your sister, you are a twin, right? Yes, Dr. Butler. Yes. And, and what part of Jamaica? I'm from Kingston, Turkey. Ah, then you know somebody we all know then. You should probably. There is a guy from that area. I think his name was Bob Marley. Do you know that guy? Yes, yeah, sure I do. I know all of those bodies. How do you know Bob Marley? How do you know Bob Marley? Where from? Pardon me, Dad? I said, how do you know Bob Marley? Tell us what kind of relationship you had with Bob Marley. Well, we're not much good friends, and we, you know, as you say, more or less grew up in the same neighborhood where the, um, all the entertainers were. And um, we, 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 you know, as you say, we grew up together. So it's something like we were, we were family anyhow. So well, I, know you... it's, I know it's them and everything, so. And, and you and your sister... Don't they call you in the Jamaican community tit and tat? <laughs> yes, they do. That's our pet name. That is yeah, it, Right. When you run into people from Jamaica, most of them, if you say tit and tat, they know who you're talking about. And also, you guys had a restaurant, and you I know you're good cookers because I drink the Irish mash all the time. And oxtails. <laughs> Those are my favorites. <laughs> Right, we gotta keep we gotta keep you going because guess what, you are my mentor for two years now, so we gotta keep you fit. Well, that's that's good, and you know you're working with us with the light. Most of our listeners know about it, but we I, I thank you guys because you're getting ready to introduce the product to the Jamaican community. Am I right? Yes, Doctor Butler. And we're gonna do that through the radio. Yes, Doctor Butler. <laughs> and, and, nice. and, Ninety point three. Ninety point three. Is that FM or AM or what? Ninety point three. Okay. I guess Lolita will help us figure out what that means. So <laughs> <laughs> my brain is stuck on it. So I don't know. But I I think what starting maybe next week we're gonna be doing some shows in the Jamaican community until they get word about the light. Is that right? right Dr. Yes, Dr. Butler. Okay, we don't have a lot of time, but you want to say something real quick to our audience, and then I have to move on. Okay, well, guess what, Dr. Butler? I'm glad to hear your voice as my mentor, and you taught me well, and I said, peace, love, and unity ah. to the community. Yep. And, um, How nice. God bless one of us, and God bless all of us, which he will, and I pray for everybody. And you all have a blessed day. I'm cooking some beans and rice. Okay. Oh, good for you. All right. All right. <laughs> and you just did some nice oxtail for me. And right. I, I, I ate them up. Yep. You <laughs> gave them to me yesterday and I ate them up. So I told you and your sister you're trying to make me roly poly again. But <laughs> I am not falling for it. Well, guess what? You won't get that roly poly because guess what? You know who you have beside you? I thought to take it off. What? I start to exercise you, tell you what to do, and you take it off now. Oh, okay. Well, that's what we'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll take it off and put it in a wheelbarrow and just roll it away. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I think your sister is, uh, she is going back to Jamaica today? Yeah, my little sister going back to Jamaica today. She was here for nine months. Okay. She have a good time, so she's going back home tomorrow. And um, more or less, they're going to quarantine her and you. Know. Pauline, you, you have a little testimony about your son with the product. Yes, Dr. Butler. Yes, Dr. Butler. 
Can you just tell our listeners about that? Because we want everybody to be safe, and I don't think they understand the seriousness of what's going on out there and the fact that we do have something that will help our community. Can you give a little testimony about uh, your story and your son in this product? Well, all the audience out there and all my families in the studio, uh, what happened is I remember when we just talking in Dr. Butler is my mentor and we go all over the place and it's something that I got some samples from Dr. Butler and I put it in my home and it's something that my two sons who have asthma used to use a machine and and a puff and it's something that thank God right now. They're feeling much better. They don't use those machines no more. No, no nebulizer. I nothing they got to use because we have light in the house. And it's something that my house is germ-free right now because we see the big difference. No more asthma. No more stress because my son have you know have uh, you know the problem with stress, sleeping, and stuff like that. And none of that. So we keep the light on, and I give give away some of the lights from other family, which they say they enjoy. That light makes you don't even want to come out your bedroom because it makes it stretch. My basement, I used to have smells all there because I have sex here too, and I've got no more smells, no odor, no mold in my basement. And right now, I can see the big, big difference, which I can't talk about last for bringing that, um, that light to um, the, and the company out here. Oh, we um, want to thank you. We want to thank yeah, you. We know that you and your sister are, are very much uh, connected in the community world, and you've worked with some of the uh, great people out there. But we really want to thank you for allowing us and Pure Light to get into the Jamaican community. Actually, people know you from all right. over the place. They, we mentioned your name, and they all know uh, Tit and Tat. <laughs> so we want to thank you for that. And I know you and your sister, uh, you want to start a cooking thing, Jamaican. Uh, I think your sister is going to do something where she's going to be like a celebrity chef and a person could have her come to the house and prepare the whole meal, something like that. Is that right? Yes, Dr. Butler. She's going to um, cook. Prep and go like you want to see prep, and you leave it for the person to cook it, or you can let she cook and she set your tables and go. You know, mm-hmm. so that's what have. That's, you know, prep and go, cook and go, set your table when you want, you know, to have friends over, or if you come in from work and you're tired, you call and say, okay, can you come over and cook for me? And she'll do that and set your table and go. I think it's going to be fantastic, and it's going to be part of the program. Uh, we've written a, a proposal, a five-year demonstration grant, that now that we know who's going to be in the White House, we are going to start releasing it to people. But uh, your business will be one of the businesses that we are highlighting. I think there are 10 different groups that's going to be a part of this uh, little demonstration that we're going to do for five years, and it will help everybody. Well, I want to thank you. We want to move back to our special guest, but thank you for calling in. God bless you. God bless your family. And remember, every little thing is going gonna to be, be all right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, don't worry. Don't worry. All right. I tell you, one of my favorite people, he did so much for not only the Jamaican community, but the whole world. You can go all over the world and you say the name Bob Marley and people know who you're talking about. So thank you for your call. We look forward to seeing you again very, very soon. And I'm going to get back to this uh, fantastic book and Miss Kelson. I am sorry I went away a little bit, but I oh, think no that problem. was necessary. That was important information. Yes. Love and it. I, and I was telling people one of the things that I got from the book, having a large family, uh, one of 12 brothers and sisters, one of the things that I realized after reading Lolita's book, because we're not aware of some of the things that we do at the time we do them. Even though 12 brothers and sisters, we had chores and things that we were supposed to do. One of them was, you know, you clean up your room, you make your bed, you do all of those things. 
And we found out that it was a different set of rules for the girls and the boys. Tell me about it. It really was because we were, had all had tasks, but boys, if somebody came and said, let's go and play or whatever, I would go and play. Forget the bedroom. Forget the cleanup. But the sister could not do that. They wanted that sister and kept her in check. You know what, Dr. Butler? I'm glad you brought that up because it's called a double standard. Absolutely. I'm going to give you a really, really good example. When I was growing up in Hollis, New York, and I used to play handball, I would go to the front door and everybody, my mother, my father, my grandmother, where are you going? I'm going to Jamaica Park to play handball. What time will you be back? That's right. I'll be back at about 6 o'clock. Who's going with you? That's Is right. Ina going with you, <laughs> my, my best little girlfriend? Yes, Ina's going with me. Okay, be careful, and we expect you back at 6 o'clock before dinner, Lolita. Okay, now let's switch the script That's a little bit. And right. my brother goes That's to the door, and he says, see you guys later, going to make a run. Okay, bye. No questions. And he could come back late. And you he could can't come, come back, back late. He can, they didn't even ask him, when are you coming back? That's right. That's it right. didn't matter. Okay so, okay, so you take that behavior into a relationship, Dr. Butler, and you yeah. ask a man, well, where are you going? Where are you coming back? Do you think you get an answer? You don't get an answer, and I was going to come to that. Let us take this call, Lolita, because this, uh, <laughs> this is kind of exciting. I like it. All right, Caller, you're on the air. Faces going places. Who am I talking to? Hey, it's hot sauce. Hey, How you doing, it's Doc? It's hot sauce. Hey, let's give him a hand. Hey, hot sauce. Hot hey. Sauce. <laughs> hey. Where are you, hot sauce? All right. Um, I'm actually just uh, crossing the bridge into Maryland from Virginia. So uh, okay, I made. I kind of uh, had a de- had a detour. I <laughs> um, had a, a bad crash on 95. And um, um, I made a detour. I wasn't in it. But, Good, um, thank goodness. Because um, you had one accident, uh, yep. you don't need another one. You're exactly right. And, <laughs> I, and I, ironically, um, um, yeah, I wasn't in it because I got off of I got off just to uh, stretch my legs a little bit, and I got off. And when I got back on, that's when the crash had occurred. So oh. I was gonna wait. About ten minutes, but after that, I tried to look good. Let me get off. And sometimes God have you do stuff for a reason. That's, That's right. And, that um, is so true. Uh, and had I, had I not gotten off, um, I might have been involved because I had four cars driving beside me, driving with me that were really driving fast, like trying Ooh. to do wow. ninety miles an hour. Wow. And I'm I'm sure it was them. I'm wow. sure it was them probably that was so. involved. Yep, yep, probably and, so. And, uh, well, listen. I don't know, and I, you well, know, I'm, I'm good. I'm good, everybody. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. Hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving with your family down there. Yeah. But, I, you know, I, I told, I guess, I told Lolita there was a surprise I was going to have for her. Uh, her yeah. uh, her dad just passed, of course, Al, blessing, but she is strong, always has been. So we are going right by that. I didn't want to spend a lot of time mm-hmm. on it because I know how she feels about her dad. And uh, But, but you but, know what? I have to say this. For God to allow a black man in America to live 94 beautiful years mm. with Amen. two heart attacks, two strokes, uh, arthritis, and he was still in his right mind until the last day. And he was the oldest member of Omega Sci-Fi when it came to his chapter, Pi Omega. I am right. grateful so grateful to God that he allowed me to have a daddy like mine. Well, and in addition Amen. to that, yeah, I, the reason this is so, I guess, um, <laughs> God-like, your mom is 97 years 97 old. 97 years Nin- old. 97 years old. Reggie is, of uh-huh. course, is a, a national, even international trainer, and he was a really, really uh, excellent it's in his family, I guess, track star. He was training for the Olympics, wow. and uh, he really is, and he does our nutrition for us. And uh, before this pandemic hit, we did uh, about seven or eight uh, senior citizens' places wow. where Reggie would come in, and those that were either bedridden, crutches, or handicapped like that, then we did something for them. But Reggie, uh, one of his clients, I mentioned to you about the acidic water. 
And uh, Reggie, of course, mm -hmm. he handles all that for us. But Reggie, tell Lolita, Lolita is a Delta. Yes. Tell, tell Lolita, mm -hmm. tell Lolita how this relates to you and one of your clients. Go. Well, one of my one of my clients was um um, um was actually a um, actually the oldest alumnus at my school at Virginia Union University at the time before she passed. Uh, uh, daughter Samuel Proctor, which is uh, named after, and she was actually the brother of Samuel Proctor, mm -hmm. and as um, she was ninety. 98 years old wow. and a member of Delta Sigma Theta, your soror. Wow. And her daughter, her daughter, who is also your soror, had me come in and wanted me to help her with fitness and help her with fitness and getting her in shape because I trained her daughter. And she felt like if I did that, gave her mobility back, it would heighten her mood. And because she was down, because she'd been independent all her life and all, and she was losing her mobility. Right. Well, she said, well, Reggie, if you could do anything, I just hope she'll even listen to you and all. Um, well, everybody says I always had an old soul, so I won't worry about that. I love <laughs> my grandparents and great-great-great-grandparents. So I got her working. I got her working out. We just started doing little things. Got her walking. But long story short, I got her to the point where she could get herself up from the table. She could walk down the driveway to the mailbox and get she could get herself her. up out of her bathtub and all. So it gave her back some of her independence, and it made it easy on her daughter and her, her, her son to take care of her because a lot of the stuff she was able to do, the lift stuff, to put stuff in cabinets, she was able to get that independence back. That made her feel good about herself. Sure. Because with that muscle memory, with that muscle memory, mm -hmm. If, if, as long as you're six feet above ground, it's not too late. That's right. And your body That's is right. made to move. So if you just do little things, that muscle memory will kick in. I, I have a saying I always say, something leads to something else and nothing leads to nothing else. So <laughs> that you, is so true. If you just do something, it will lead to something else. And we started with a little something and it led to something else. And it started with just being able to exercise with just standing up from the table, sitting down from the table. And that led from us walking outside, walking up the street, up the block, and walking back. She said she thought she would never walk outside again. Wow. She thought she would never be able to do it again. And I felt good because I learned so much about the history of my school because she was the oldest alum. So I learned a lot about the history and about the Greek chapters. I'm probably the Sigma. Mm -hmm. So I learned a lot about the Greek chapters, the historic chapters we got at Union. And I learned a lot from her. And uh, she was actually one of the charter members. Of the, of the Delta chapter there, Union. Wow. So I learned a lot of history and got a lot from her. And, and just from that movement and learning, and that really fused me into helping and doing so many things that I do with seniors, even now, and the seniors class at my church I did for nine years before COVID hit, seniors line dancing and strength training. We did it. We called it um, the Golden Glow Fitness Crew. And we <laughs> did it. More than 50, 50 ladies and um, men and women we do at the church every Tuesday and Thursday, and I got to get that going virtually. But since I say all that to say that it's never too, it's never too late to move. Never too I learned late. all of that. Watch, yeah, now I'm watching my grandfather who died at 95 and my, and his little brother died at 99 and their little sister died at 104. Wow. And so I watched all of them move around and get, and, and get them moving. And they always said, to keep yourself active. And my parents are active, and you see doc their doctors so active. And so so just keep an activity. And that's the, the model of my company is activity produces longevity. And I truly believe that. I do, too. Well, I agree. Yep. And, Reggie, uh, you know, you people don't know that we don't just have anybody to work with faces going places. They have to be unique in all of the country. And I think tell people a little bit about your uh, track background, because I know you're getting ready to do something that most people would never even think of doing. You're in your 50s oh, yeah. and you're getting ready to start uh, training for the next uh, Olympic Olympics. Right. But tell them a little yeah, bit about actually, your track mm -hmm. and your dad. Yeah, actually, actually um, well, well I, I do have a track by athletic background. Both my parents are athletes. My mother was 
basketball player, and my dad was a track track athlete, track and field star, and football star in college. As a matter of fact, he was number two in the world behind Bob Hayes wow. in the sixties in the hundred. They were but one and two in the world when they were in college at him at Norfolk State and Bob Hayes at Florida A and M. So I kind of get I get it from them. Um, I, I get it from him, and I ran masters track and field. 10 years ago, and I won a silver medal in the NUS Indoor Masters Track Championships in the 60-meter hurdles. So I'm about to start training for the World Masters Games outdoor and indoor um, um, next year. And um, um, I'll be running the 55-year-old age group, and I'll run the hurdles. So I'll be doing the 400-meter hurdles outside and the 60-meter hurdles uh, inside. Excellent. And, uh, I just get, I just get it from them. But my dad is 81, and he still best presses 300. Wow. So I, I got, uh, um, um, I get it. I get it honestly from them, and I'm training for that. I trained for two Olympiads when I was um, out of college in um, um, in 2092 games in the 400 meter hurdles, and I've coached over 25 years, and it's just, it was just the kids and all that got me back involved with track and field. You know, it's, it's something when you inspire young people, sometimes young people inspire you. <laughs> and the kids made a promise. The kids made, I, I told the kids, I told the kids if they win the county championship, that I'll get back involved running again. That's what I told them. And now you have and to keep your said, word. Okay, <laughs> yep. Yeah, not only did they win the county championship, they won the regionals and they won the state. Wow. So, <laughs> wow. But now, Coach, you got to sign traders. So I expected to do all that. So you want to promise if you can't, you know, promise that was a, that was a high school level. And so I got back training. But I learned through all of that that it's never, I never learned that late. it's never too late. And, 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 and I do it just... I I, I, I know I, I want you to get in the little story, your testimony about your mind, because folks, remember, all these things are leading to us changing what we do as a culture and kind of getting back together. And so you can see that these people are very well learned on in the area. And I consider us to be experts in our community. So all the things that we try to do on this show we know that nobody else nationally are doing what we are about to do. So give them your moms and they can see how all this connects where we as leaders cannot afford not to let this become a part of our culture. So can you tell them about your mom and the light? Oh, yeah, my pure. mom and the light. I mean, yeah, and pure light. And my mom and the pure light, which is dynamite. My mom is a 22-year breast cancer survivor. Uh, total right knee replacement. And last year, uh, this time, she was covered from a major stroke. She had a major stroke in October. And um, when I went down there to went down there to see her, I stopped by the house, got a lamp, and I got one of the bulbs out of her house. Now, she had the bulbs in her house for a year prior to the stroke. Uh, and they've been helping with her allergies and, and, and all and the mold problems she had in the house. So I figured if I take the light to her, her um, if I took the light to her, um, um, to her, her, her hospital room, it would give off the oxygen that comes off, a superoxygen molecule that comes off the titanium would help to purify her, her hospital room. She was in a that she was going to be there at least a week. Well, that was on that Tuesday. By that Friday, and she had swelling on her brain, and they wanted to operate. Well, by that Wednesday, they moved her to a regular room, and by that Friday, they were discharging her. There was no swelling wow. on her brain. They didn't have to operate. And that following Tuesday, on that week that she was still supposed to be in the hospital, she went to a neurologist, and in Virginia, when you have a stroke, you, have to, you can't drive for 6 to 12 months. She went to the neurologist to get tested and to schedule up to get a physical therapy um, schedule. And when they checked her out, they gave her a clean bill of health, said that she didn't have they, that she could drive, and they canceled her physical therapy. And by the time my uncle took her back to the house, and I called to see what time I need to come back to Norfolk because I had to leave up here and go back. He told me stay in Maryland. I dropped your mother off, and by the time I got to the traffic light, she pulled up beside me. Wow! <laughs> so, and she been rolling ever since because of the titanium that came off of that light bulb, off that product, pure light. The titanium and, and the oxygen molecules. She breathed that in, plus the titanium. 
selenium goes into your brain and to the, to create serotonin that goes into the pleasure zone. I believe that titanium went into a brain and helped to take that swelling right. down right. and went into her lungs and helped to deal with the congestive issues she had dealing with a heart failure. And I truly believe that's why she's here today. And they still can't figure out where all her symptoms gone. Wow. That's wonderful. Wonderful testimony. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, and I, I know that uh, uh, he's going to be available. He also has the uh, uh, acidic water, and a lot of people are doing the yeah. alkaline water, but in working with Reggie yeah. uh, on a national scale, and he actually has a demonstration where he shows a lot of that alkaline water that you buy from the stores, and it's not quite as pure as the one that he sells. And I did a little research on right. the uh, unit that he sells and found out why that is one of the leading uh, alkaline systems in the country. It's because yeah. on one of their systems, the panels that uh, the water goes over to get purified, they have that they use titanium dioxide. That's in the leading yeah. water purifying system. So with these yeah. things and, and, and um, uh, under our belts, we are hoping that we could have a program with the HBCUs. And this is where the Deltas and Iotas and all the people come in. Mm -hmm. We have to get to the leaders. We have to make yeah. this a part of our community, not only because of the health benefits, but because of the job creation. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so we have been have been looking for someone to connect us with some of the um, Panhellenic members, and we want to speak to all of them. You know what, this, Dr. Butler, this is a, um, a community project, as I see it. Absolutely, You know, it is. if you can get Panhell to come together, yep. and if yeah. we go door to door and start with the communities and sell the lights, and you'd be surprised. You have to reach out to the community. Well, that's what we do. I mean, see, Good. we, do it, we do it better than most people do it. They don't know. We've been reaching out to the communities ever since I've been in business. I mean, that's why they have yeah. AFRAM now. You know, so we mm -hmm. didn't just start this uh, with the uh, with the community. We did that. And, you know, we were the only persons in the United States that was given a contract with the United States Army that led to all the women that you see now in the military. Wow. Most people don't know we had that contract in 1970. And it was actually the contract was given by Third Army Command. And we brought in the NAACP, the Urban League, National Spanish uh, Coalition. Mm -hmm. And we actually, Morgan was at the top. And the reason they have such a strong ROTC unit now is because we uh, had the contract with Third Army Command for the sole purpose of getting more black officers in the military and having them stay in the, in the military and expanding it out to uh, all the uh, HBCU schools and the major schools. Mm -hmm. People don't know that we handled from uh, that contract. We handled one, we beat out a, a, a professional advertising agency, Lewis and Gilman, and we as students with their little ragtag uniforms actually presented to the military command. And we now have one of the strongest, Morgan has one of the strongest ROTC units in the country. The uh, increase of ladies wow. and um, mm. men that stayed in was due to that contract. Wow. That was a third army command. These are some things that we're doing in the book that we're writing. And the book is going to be called Against All Odds. Because, you know, back during the day, say in the early 60s and 70s, if you did something and you were black, you were not getting given credit for it. So people didn't know yeah. that. And as a marketing person, most people don't know that we've been doing marketing for almost 50 years called Genesis Marketing. But we weren't there to sell ourselves, so they know about systems we've done, but people don't know that we actually were over those projects, such as the automobile, the Hummer, Hot Pockets in the stores, FR4, which is a flame retardant that goes into the firemen's uniforms and police to keep them from burning up in the fire. All of those were projects that we had. The... Uh, when you go to the store and you buy the all-purpose sauce and you see that... Uh, all barbecue sauces used to be red. We had a client who was a ex-basketball player, and he hurt himself so he couldn't play anymore. That Jim Bonds, by the way, a lot of this stuff, folks, you can Google and find out that these people are there. But you'll see our name sometimes with a little line drawn through it. That means that we did the projects. Yeah. 
and we weren't doing it for credit. So when they couldn't track you in that particular field while you were there, they couldn't omit you. So you'll see the name with a line through it because back in the day, we were not looking for recognition. I, we were just looking to do marketing. So you will see some of these yeah. things. People call me all the time and say, did you handle this person? Clarence Noakes out of Washington, D.C., who invented, and you'll look them up and you'll Google these people. They're there. My sons uh, helped me say, Dad, there's so much stuff people have to know about you historically and what you did for the community starting way back up to this day. We still do the stuff that will help the community. Yeah. So, Lolita, I mean, I think mm -hmm. this is so right for you, for your oh, book. Yeah. And the other thing is we consider you oh, yeah. to be one of the key communication persons in the community. Well, thank that can you. Help. Yep, that can actually thank help you. when people tell me community stuff. Most of them, I don't know anybody I've met that have been doing the community stuff as long as we have consistently. And You've made your mark, Dr. Butler. Well, that was the intent. Mm -hmm. you know, I always get people trying to help me with marketing, <laughs> and they don't understand that we've done more marketing than probably most 10 people. And the good thing, which was pointed out to me just last week, they said, do you realize that the products that you worked on all of your products are in the top 10 in their category, such as Hot Pockets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You say Hot Pockets? Universally, they know what you're talking about. The Hummer. I was amazed to see on a military channel about maybe a month or so ago, and they were doing the top military vehicles in history. And number 10 was the Hummer. The Hummer wow. that we got out there, there's a story just to that alone, that one day we're going to tell people, we're going to create a section It's called, Did You Know? And something else that we're going to do with you, Lolita, that I know you've been trying to do. We talked about it almost two years ago, I guess now. And you talked about us doing something where a chapter each week would be talked about about the book. Oh, yeah. Well, now mm -hmm. that we have the station, our own uh, stuff, see, we can do that. We don't need to get decision makers for that. Good deal. Yep. And um, one, of, one of my yeah. grandsons asked me, they said, Pop, Pop, why don't people know more about what you do? And I said, well, they, they do, they will, they will. He said, no, we know all these stories. And if we like the stories, other people would like the stories. They said, we know all the people you helped and all the products you did, and they have a little book, they keep a journal, and they have been listing all of the products that came through our center. Most people didn't know, one of my young IT uh, guys said, he was in uh, California, and he went out to Silicon Valley. And everybody now knows about the cloud, right? Mm -hmm. What they don't mm -hmm. know is yep. the first person that was one of my clients out in Silicon Valley that told me about the cloud two years ago, two years ago. And I, and I was saying, wow, the, he's talking about the cloud. What does he mean and what, what is he talking about? And I had little knowledge of that, uh, that that gentleman was so much into the development of things that uh, were happening on the IT thing that nobody talked about him. And the same gentleman discovered a way to track the ships. Remember there was a time when all the ships were getting, uh, uh, I guess, sea-jacked is what you would call it. People were getting them. Well, he came up with a system yeah. that, yeah, it wasn't GPS. It was different. But he could take that system and track where any boat was in the world. Now, they didn't wow. say anything about it. But didn't anybody out there ever wonder why you don't hear about all those ships get, getting uh, uh, sea-jacked? It's because of the system. He wow. never got credit for the system that he could locate. And now they could do it. You could locate submarines. You could locate ships. And that was that man's, uh, you know, that was his contribution. He also came up with an identification kind of band that the kids were in school. But th mm. that's a whole nother story, folks. And we're going to be talking about some of those things later. But as Lolita said, it is time for people to come together not worrying about who's running what and who's the boss and all that kind of stuff. So we can actually right. create lanes. We are coming up. We have a plan that one can take us back into the community safely. 
We have the plan. Mm-hmm. We have it and we have it in play on a mini scale right in the state of Maryland. Did you know yeah. that right in Maryland, one of our sponsors, Salsa Grill, is the only restaurant, listen to this, the only restaurant in mm-hmm. the world, in the world, that is totally germ-proof from front door to back door because it's using mm-hmm. that product and has been using it since November of last year. Yeah. Yes. You know what, yeah. Dr. Butler, yeah. I would be, uh, and hot sauce, you're still there, right? Oh, he's there. Yep. Okay, yep. okay. Here, yep. You know, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that um, Dr. Butler is wearing this beautiful hat uh, honoring the late George Floyd. Uh, yeah. and, and Black Lives Matter. And I, and I just feel it in my spirit to share this poem that I wrote. It's really short. Good. What the heck, what the heck? Take your knee off my neck. All I need is a little air. Officer, I'll die if you don't care. I have a little girl, seven years old. She needs me alive, not dead and cold. I can't breathe with your leg on my back. The pain you cause, is it because I'm black? God created me like he created you. Tell me, tell me, what did I do? No one should die for no reason at all. Mama, mama, do you hear my call? I feared my demise from COVID-19. And now because of you, my future is unseen. What the heck, what the heck? No one can thrive with a knee on their neck. You know what? That is powerful. And what what we need to do, what we need to do, and this station can be the first, we would like to take that and make that a national poem so people, I wear the hat so they never forget. And that's why I mentioned it. I didn't mean to take you off track. Well, it's okay. That's right on track. That's on track. In fact, what I'll say to our listeners, what I would like to do is develop that and make that a national poem that we will get copyright. Mm Mm-hmm. We will get it copyrighted, yeah. and at every show that we do, and I guess we have 10 other partners that do podcasts, and we'll have every one of our partners use that as sort of like our, our cry for expanding the community work that we're doing. So if you would allow us to. Oh, definitely. And that's uh, why it says uh, no one can thrive with a knee on their neck. You know, we can't thrive with a knee on our neck of, uh, economics of 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 job mm-hmm. loss. We know that's the knee on our collective necks. Well, we're we're about to take yeah. that off, Lolita, because uh, just for everybody to know, we are doing a project uh-huh. with our product with the Maryland Transportation Authority. Uh, we're doing a pilot with them. We also have a pilot that's uh, uh, in its twelfth month with the Rogers Avenue Daycare Center. You see, we came up with a plan, my team, Hot Sauce, and myself. Before we ever knew this was a, a, a pandemic, we all were doing a game down at uh, Bowie State College. And the uh, yeah. me, athletic director got terribly sick. He had the virus. Nobody mm-hmm. knew what it was at that time because we were meeting with him and his staff. He had the virus so bad that he had to miss the game. But because he fell short on his end, it meant the whole school felt short on their contribution to the game. So all of his staff were standing around. They didn't know where it was. They didn't know what to do. And we went on and adjusted and put the game on anyway. The game went so well that the teachers and the comps, all the people start running to the gym and calling out. This happened in December last year. They called the uh, cheerleaders. They called the football players. They called everybody. And finally, they called for... Uh, the athletic director. Now, this was a game that we do every year. This was a game that we do every year uh, for the kids to be motivated. Well, when he came over, they called him and said he had to come over there. He did, and of course, the side that he was on, there were no kids, but my whole staff was there. So we all got the virus. Every one of us, we got Mm -hmm. the virus. The only thing that saved us, we had no casualties because we all had the lights. Now, we had the lights yep. and basically for the mold. We did not know about that. That was before this country ever accepted that there was a pandemic. And we had been introduced to it back in even before October of last year. So what we did in our demonstrations at our expense, we set up what they call proof of concept. Because everywhere we took the product to get a sample of the community, 
we were told there was nobody that they could refer us to. So the Rogers Avenue Daycare Center is the only daycare center in the world that has total protection. And the owner, Mr. Woods, said that he would tell anybody that in that period of time, not one child has even sneezed. So that's the Salsa mm -hmm. Grill. That's the Rogers Avenue Daycare Center. And then we have it in a doctor's office out on Rolling Road. And uh, uh, Dr. Charles Moore, Moore has it in his office. And, of course, we're just testing to see what it does. And when the right time comes, I think that he will be speaking out on what it has done in his clinic. I think Reggie and I, was it last Friday, Reggie? That we yeah, went to uh, Dr. Moore's. Two, ago, two Fridays ago. Yep. Two, two uh -huh. Fridays ago, we went for Reggie was going up there to uh, get some advice and some treatment. And we, since we put him in over three months ago, we never took a reading up there because he's my doctor and I just want him to have some protection. Well, we went in, we use a meter yeah. that tests the air. And we went into his place and I asked Reggie if he would test the air at the doctor's office. And Reggie, you want to tell him what we found? Oh yeah, we found that his his doctor's all his is the air quality floated between the top reading and the second top reading, the top two readings. It floated back and forth through every office. He had it in through the lobby, through the through the area where the um the receptionists were, through their area, and of course every individual room that people have to wait for him to come in. They so all um had top two cleaning. Uh, air top to air quality um, measurements. Yeah, right, and the machine couldn't go any lower than it went. So the air was totally, totally, totally pure. And so we yeah. uh, uh, we're doing the MTA is going to do a pilot pro project with us. And of course, people follow the Maryland MTA because they have a, a good record in the transportation industry. But what we said, you were talking about jobs. We have been on economic development. That's mm -hmm. why. I did what I did with the inventors, is to create lanes of jobs. But do you know that we have a five-year proposal that we're working with one of the Park Heights community groups where we have formed uh, young people, and they have a couple companies that they formed, and they are the people that we're using. Actually, we gave them distributorships, and they already have several businesses that are going on now. So we realized, or we figure that if that goes into what we think it could, it would create about 144,000 jobs in the first year alone. Wow. Yeah. So economic development, it has always been our mainstay. And most people don't realize that from a little child, what I was doing was always marketing. From the battle of the bands, from, uh, you had a thought? No, I was just saying, you know what, I'm just thinking, you know, we could use, we can even use this poem as a fundraiser. Oh, yeah, I think we can. I, I definitely, that's why I said I think yeah. we definitely ought to do it. Help the community. Help the community. And then even get the media. We have not gone, people always say, well, you need to do this in marketing, you need to do that in marketing. And I'm saying, well, we've had pretty good success in everything that we've done. So we kind of know what we're doing, and we put it out there. Had we put this out there premature, you guys would be looking at a different president. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Had we put this out so people don't see the inside of the, uh, the innovator or the inventor, they don't see that. Had I put this out, had I done the kind of marketing that the test proves we could do, you, we, you will be sitting here and have the same president in office next year. That's how deadly this particular product is. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we know that, that your contacts, and we have some other people working on contacts too. We, this is our goal. Our goal is to work with HBCUs. Our goal is to work with getting people in the lane before other people claim the lane. Now, the product is a good product. We know how to commercialize it. We just need the support of the community and people to get involved. See, we talk about economic development, but if you haven't helped somebody financially move, we are a nonprofit. So we have to do it based on what we have or what we can do. Fundraisers, we know how to do them all the time. And so 
we're trying to reach out to partners such as yourself, and uh, we have uh, Tia Luttrell, and we have Kendrick Tillman. Uh, we have a gentleman by the name of Darius who's going to join us. Eartha, who put together, who helped put together the Million Man March. Uh, all of those people are part of the team that we have out there. Mrs. Cunningham, who does all the community associations up in the Everson Avenue area. Uh, we have uh, uh, down at, uh, just across from Coppin, uh, we have uh, in, two groups in Mondawmin, the Mondawmin Association and then Doc Rivers under there. So we have all the people, all the contacts. All we need to do is get people ready. But you know what, guys? Our time is up. <laughs> and Hello, Lolita, you, want some, you have any closing words? Because we're definitely going to be uh, working with you and hopefully working with the Deltas and the AKAs and everybody else, our Otas, our PRs, everybody. Well, I would just like to thank yeah. you once again for inviting me to the studio, Dr. Butler. I really appreciate it. And just, just so you know this, I will be adding two additional chapters to my book it's not personal it's penis real men feel great based on the pandemic and okay. one chapter is going to the title is do you see me i see you and the oh, other one okay. is the pandemic the process of a new relationship I because during the pandemic when you are in a good relationship or not so good relationship and you're stuck in the house or the apartment. You see different things in your spouse and your significant other and your husband or your wife. That's true. You know, I noticed your dad when we yeah. did the thing out at Morgan. Your dad was there, and uh, and they had yeah. one of the questions that we men all agreed to. And I saw, he, you know, people kind of looked at him and figured, huh? He's mm -hmm. had that feeling. All He's that old? Because we did. And mm -hmm. I hopefully can quickly get this in. When you talked about the uh, treatment of the the sister to the brother— I want to tell ladies one thing. Remember, when you first saw a guy that you liked a lot, and say he was an athlete, he played basketball. Even if you didn't know the game of basketball, what did you start doing? You start coming out watching basketball. Right. The other thing we men know is that you do, you follow that person. Say if he goes to the championship and he does all this, you're right there. Mm -hmm. You make that sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Now, here's what ladies should remember. He comes home, you get married. He still loves basketball. Now, what happens is he he is going out playing with his guys every week, every week going out playing with the guys. And one day he just gets ready to go out, and the wife will say, where are you going? Every mm -hmm. man on the face of this earth would say the same thing. Mm -hmm. She will say, where are you going? I'm going to hang out with the guys. Her remark is, yeah. that's all you do now. That's all, yeah, Exactly. That's all you do now. Yeah. When that's what you got, that's how you got him. That's exactly. how you met him. And, and that's, let me, get, let me just give one more thing, because I am so pumped that we should read <laughs> that book, and we should just be together understanding what this means. The same thing, you take that, uh, that same man, let's say uh, he was a teenager, he went to a dance, his sister went to the dance, the parents said, you need to be home here by 10 o'clock. You need to be home by 10 o'clock. The sister goes, you need to be home by 10 o'clock. Well, 10 o'clock comes, and the sister makes her way home. 10.30, 11 o'clock, 11.30, the boy is still not home. When he does come home, say 12 o'clock or whatever it is, the parents get up the next day, and they probably don't even mention it to the boy mm -hmm. that he stayed up. Now, here's how it caught, ladies got to understand this. So he gets married to the person, and one night he just goes over to Felder's house. I'm going to be gone a couple of hours. Okay. He goes and he stays three hours, four hours, mm -hmm. five hours. He comes back in, and the first thing the wife or the girlfriend says, where have you been? Mm -hmm. And he said, just hanging out with the guys. The next thing every lady out there would say is, why didn't you call? Mm -hmm. Now, the reason he didn't call was when he was growing up. Right. He was doing the same thing. The sister came home late. He came home doing the same. See, you should have had me on that panel. And You've you know okay. what? Men don't have to report. But this is what the ladies don't realize. They don't have to report. Right. So here's what goes through that man's mind. He's saying, wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
I didn't call my mama. Exactly. And you think I'm going to call you? That's in Ex- his head. In his head, yeah. Every in man. his head. See, you should have had me on those panels. Yeah. I would have rocked the place. Yep. But we'll anyway, have another panel discussion. I know. That's but folks, we'll we're going to do that, and we're going to have Lolita come in every Sunday that she can and do something that we had talked about doing. Yeah, a long relationships time ago. are so yeah. important. So important, especially yeah. now, yeah, yeah. especially now during the pandemic, because yeah. in this during this period of stillness, if even as individuals, if he, we haven't learned a lot, a lot about ourselves, we miss the boat. Yes, absolutely. We miss the boat. We, we really do. And so it's time for us to kind of galvanize and get together. Mm-hmm. It's not about who's boss, because the community, in my opinion, is the boss. And now that people have had a sense of the power that they can have, it's time to organize and use that for fundraising events. You know, I tell people all the time, they say, oh, you don't need money. No, if you're a nonprofit, you always need money. Mm -hmm. You're always trying to raise funds. But some of our nonprofits, we should be much, much further along than we are because I can't finance the entire community. It's not meant for us to do that. But we do have construction jobs. We do have sales jobs. And we're not talking about menial jobs. The plan that we put together would involve as many community groups as we can. And we want to focus on the HBCUs in a lane that they can call their own. Reaching out to everybody, but also creating jobs as we go along. And that's what uh, the whole program is intended to do. But I want to thank uh, you, Lolita, for coming in. Thank you. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, we hope Mm -hmm. so. And folks, Reggie, thank you for calling. I know you're down there in Virginia making your way back. We want you to stay safe. And folks, uh, we are going to be doing this. And uh, as you know, we always invite our guests to become a part of our partnership family because everybody has something to contribute. And Hot Sauce, I hope yeah. to meet you personally soon. Oh, he's coming back. All right, I, I definitely look forward to it. Okay, good deal. <laughs> yep. Good deal. And Lolita, is there anything uh, that I know you're working with these studios and things like that? Anything, last comment you want to uh, have for us? Just for? appreciate the time you have with people um, because, you know, I, my father, like I said, he was 94 years old. And had a wonderful life. And just understand that, appreciate and love the people that God has given you because he'll need them back one day. Absolutely. What I tell you, and we're going to, I want you to do that poem again, folks, because like I said, this is going to be our mantle. And this is going to be our battle cry. And this is going to be something that I'll work on with uh, Lolita. I hope all of you guys will, let's make it be a sellout. Let's do a million copies of it right here in Maryland. I'm going to have all of our leaders. Do this, and we're gonna we're gonna show you what you can do with different fundraisers. You know, Lolita, I am not that good. My son is good at poems, but I started to write poems when I was very, very young. I think when I was about eight years old, I wrote this poem. It was very, very little, and it was simply: People often ask me who or what I am. I don't like to tell them because they really don't give a damn. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was that Shut was my, and sweet. Yeah, that I did. I, and I always remembered that. And I kept the copy. And I think about maybe 10 years ago, I actually pulled it up. But that was my thought until I ran into somebody and they said, you know, the reason you like working with inventors is because you are an inventor. I said, no, I never invented anything in my life. He said, but you did. He said, you did. He said, because you have intellectual inventors also. That made me stop and think. We do. I do like helping inventors, and I can always figure out what that inventor has in mind, and that's why we pick so many winners. There's so many winners out there that we've worked with that even here in Baltimore, there was no such thing as a soul festival. There was a festival, but not for us. The Italians, the uh, Koreans... Everybody had a uh, a festival or expo but us. So not only did we do the one here, but most people don't know. Most people don't know that it's been a contribution. We want to thank everybody for coming out. And definitely, Ms. Kelson, we're going to see if your book, and if we can't make that poem, number one, on behalf of all of our sponsors, folks, 
This is Dr. Butler on behalf of my host, Reggie, on behalf of Lolita and Kendrick Tillman, everybody. Have a good week, folks, because we are going to have a great year. Excellent. Amen. Excellent. Amen. Great week, y'all. Faces Going Places is a 501c3 that strives to promote youth empowerment through community, unity, and educational programming initiatives. We believe in the pursuit of championing the cause of our future leaders. Faces Going Places is committed to dramatically reshaping the most economically depressed communities across the country. Listen in to the Faces Going Places podcast, where new episodes will be released every Saturday on all your podcast platforms. This podcast is also brought to you by the WGE Podcast Center, your host for all your podcasting needs. Available on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes.